you're quick to switch back to the flannel. You know, in Bali, you were rocking the Hawaiian shirts. Now the flannel. I respect how quickly you just, like, adapt to your location. I'm going to be honest, though. I like locations where I can always be rocking the flannel. Sure, that makes sense. No, that doesn't make sense. What are you talking about? (laughs) Hello and welcome to the Untranslatable Podcast. Today we are recording episode 178, and today we are talking about some of the best jobs that could allow you to travel. Uh, This episode is for you if you are sick of the rat race, the 9 to 5 game, and thinking, I need a change of place and a change of pace. Uh, (laughs) What jobs can I find? So Jared and I are going to give you some tips and tricks today, and uh, I'm looking forward to hearing what Jared has to say. So without further ado, my co-host Jared, what's going on, Jared? Hi, Chad. You know, speaking of change of pace, I would like to start this episode off with apology to you. I was driving here today. It's a lovely day outside, and I saw a man in a full sort of tight onesie suit, helmet on, speeding down down the street leading to your neighborhood here. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tell everyone what your address is so they can look it up (laughs) on Google just to help. And um, eight six seven five three zero nine. There was a uh, <laughs> there. Uh, some guy got that number for cheap, and they're probably like, "Oh, damn it!" Um, and I saw a guy riding his bike on the main road with cars flying by him, and I was like, "That guy is an idiot." But uh, that doesn't mean we can't ride our bikes. But I like to apologize to you if you grew up <laughs> living here and you see idiots doing this in winter. Then yeah, you might think biking is dumb. I get it. <laughs> and um, also, please everyone spread a little love. That's right. Uh, Chad's let me back into his house for now. It's very nice to be here. Uh, looks like soon the uh, untranslatable I was going to go off in about seven minutes. Set your clock six, excuse me. Um, but first, for now, follow us on Instagram, Untranslatable Podcast, Twitter, Untranslatable One, the number one. You can give us five star reviews. Actually, pleasure. Please. Give us five star reviews. Mm-hmm. Do you have, do you have something to say? Nope. Oh, okay. Nope. You're. Hit- I was about to do the five star <laughs> review, but it's a little different vibe now that we're sitting next to each other. You can still do it. That's true. Too late now. Um, anyways, definitely five star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. Yes, sir. Yeah. Pleasure. Um, last episode we talked about um, ways to get you. Well, I'm always trying to get you more involved in this podcast. Uh, for those those of you that don't know, outside of when Chad and I sit here and record this, he has, I would say, mm, just about no idea what happens behind the scenes. Basically, yeah. So I'm always trying to, you know, find Keeps ways. Fresh that way, you know. No. Uh, so I'm always trying to. <laughs> <laughs> so no one ever, no one has ever said that. Um, I'm always trying to find ways to keep you involved, you know. Um, and I thought, how about we read a book? Oh, well, I thought, how about you read a book? And then somehow I got dragged into this. So. Poor Jared. Uh, I got the book. Nice. And I figured I'd present it to you here. Ooh, I'm excited. I, 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 I've started, it's called, uh, uh, tell the people what it's called, please. It is called Vagabonding, an Uncommon Oh, that's guide. mine. My bu- there's a bookmark on that one. Oh. I've already started a little bit. Ooh, started early. Okay. All right. I see how it is, Jared. Anyways, Vagabonding. And <laughs> that's true. An Uncommon Guide to the Art of Long-Term World Travel by Rolf Potts. With more than 100,000 copies sold. Uh, also, apparently this is a crucial reference for any budget wanderer according to time. So mm. there you go. Um, I'm going to give it a quick quick little skim. Tell me about uh, what you've read so far, buddy. 
So, so far, what I've seen is he's explained sort of the difference between being a traveler and a vagabonder and how... So what's the difference? How you have to reset your mindset, essentially. Okay. So reset how you think about travel. So it's like, he, what he was talking about is like, you don't work to travel. You travel, like, work is, work is, a, is, a, is something you have to do. But, all, but you, you don't reward work with travel. Work is a necessity to continue on your travel. Like it's like you think of it as 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 it of more of a lifestyle shift rather than, you know, it's 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 not even about how can I save up, how can I save up enough money to travel for a, for a living. It's he's saying that it, that don't even think about it that way because no matter what you do, as long as you have some sort of you know stable job, mm-hmm. you can support. You can do it. You just have to completely shift your mindset. He also was talking about already how you have to be willing to quit a job. Have you ever quit a job before? Not quit, but I have lost a job. Uh, does it count? I guess I've left a job. I, I left a job. Is that quit? I guess that's quitting. That's quitting. I gave a two-week notice and said I wouldn't. Yeah. I'm, would I'm not going to. Okay. Then, yeah, I did. Why, why did you do that? Um, well, I mean, I've left a job over su- like a summer job that I've had. Okay. But um, I, I mean, I quit that, I guess, because they didn't. Uh, but uh, that was like in between college. But like the first real job I quit was my first job out of college. And I, I just didn't, I didn't really like it, you know? Mm. And I found something that I like better. Um, and well, I'd upgrade. Ar- I'd already found it. I'd already done all the interviewing and stuff and knew right. that I had an offer. And then I was like, yeah, I'm going to try something new. Nothing wrong. And with that. so, uh, it, you know, it was it was amicable. It wasn't like I it wasn't like a, my boss was an asshole and I had right. to get out of there or something. It's just like I wasn't. This wasn't what I wanted up. to do. Yeah, that's you fair. keep saying that's move fair. on up. <laughs> it's true. I I made slightly more, yet I moved to Philadelphia, so really I didn't make any more money. It wasn't really a uh, a benefit financially like that. But maybe life experience wise, for sure, you know. for sure. I'm glad I got to live in Philadelphia for a bit. Right. But yeah, so that's just a little teaser I'm on the book. Though, I'm going to tell you, mm-hmm. I don't think it's perfect. Okay. I, I, I have some... Uh, well, I only read perfect books, Jared. So it's not perfect. You can just... I have some critiques, that. but we'll obviously save that for when we uh, talk about it. So, Chad... Well, I don't know, man. Over 100 pages? This is... This is a lot, man. This <laughs> Today, is a lot. 211 pages to the acknowledgments? Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of... Um, trust me. It, the, ba- the pages can, can cut in half, it seems like. Yeah. A little Ooh. bit. If you, All right. Some early... Early criticism, I like but, it. But right. uh, <laughs> right, no more criticism, Jared. No, no, I no. Try to read this without too much. No, 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 no. I, I, today is March first, mm-hmm. and um, we could shoot to talk about talk about it. April, beginning of April. Sure. Is that fair? Sure. Okay. Just not on April first, because then I'll just have to April Fools you. Yeah, you won't take. They won't take anything we say seriously. That's right. That's true. That is true. Because <laughs> they do now. We're a serious news source. Unlike on April first, it's kind of like when CNN does the New Year's show and Don Lemon gets hammered, and people just forget <laughs> right. that he's a, a apparently a news professional for a for an evening as he takes shots of tequila and gin. That's one way to bring in the New Year. That's. For <laughs> do you well, want to? Well, Jerry, spread, a yeah, love. spread a little love. I actually have two shoutouts today. My first. I'm gonna one, turn the headphones down a little bit. If that's okay with you, I'm sorry. That's okay. Is my voice too intense for no, you? No, it was the drops. It was the drops. Oh, gotcha. Spread gotcha. a little love. Anyways, my uh, one of two shoutouts today. First one goes to Lithuania. 
um, not the untranslatable owl, but to Lithuania, uh, because they have introduced a plastic deposit scheme, and within two years, they have had a 92% recycling rate. That's pretty impressive. Yep. So Chad, I have multiple Lithuanian untranslatables today. Do you really? I do, yeah. Oh, cool. All so right. there's a double shout Spread out. Spread a little love. So yeah, so shout out to Lithuania for uh, making that big change and having so much recycle uh, or success with their recycling. My next one goes out to Vietnam. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've heard about this, Jared, but Mm-mm. as of Wednesday, all 16 patients that were in Vietnam that had coronavirus have recovered. Oh, good. I thought you were about to say... All 16 have recovered. Okay. <laughs> um, now, so I think that's great. Uh, and yes. some of that is due to Vietnam's really proactive, consistent response with uh, the virus. And uh, But the key here is, Jared, is that we don't know how long it's going to take until this virus is done. But I think uh, Vietnam has been doing a lot uh, in the right direction. So I think that's great. Mm-hmm. Lots of uh, love to uh, all the people in Vietnam. For, Brilliant. Uh, fighting the coronavirus so well. I wonder if it's hard for those people to re-acclimate uh, in their societies. Because uh, everyone knows who it was, don't they? You know, Probably. like, people yeah. talk. Everyone knows who the coronavirus people were in the neighborhood. Right. Where's freaking, well, I don't know, tr- Vietnamese me, buddy, names? Where's Kristen been for the past right. s- <laughs> six well, weeks? When, when I tell people that I was in China, people give me looks. Yeah, I, that's me. He's talking about me. Yep. I give him yep. looks. <laughs> yep. went to, hey, you went stay to, away from went me. Went to hug Jared, and he's like, ooh, get, yeah. what, get away from me. Yeah, hold on. Let me put on my N99 mask. Right. Let me just put on my hazmat suit. Good to go. <laughs> um, Very expensive, by the exactly. way, but worth it. But worth it. Yep. So, yeah, anyways, I think you know what time it is, Jared. I do. Your freaking clock there jumped the gun. It did. We. I guess... Our next episode, we'll just have to time it properly with the clock. You know, sometimes, uh, have you seen the movie, um, this is the Untranslatable Owl, guys, have you seen the movie um, Office Space? Mm-mm. Okay. Nope. <laughs> uh, you know the scene where they're beating the, uh, beating the... Uh, yeah, of course. The, uh, the, the printers and stuff outside uh-huh. and the I computers? Actually, yeah, I've seen a clip of that. Uh, that's what I imagine doing to that uh, owl whenever I hear it interrupt our podcast. Mama Cindy would not be happy with you, Jared. Uh, yeah, but think of all the views it would get, Mama Cindy. <laughs> I'm trying to go viral. Hashtag. Uh, uh, anyway, um, that's the hashtag. <laughs> hashtag anyway. <laughs> My first untranslatable is Burmese, and it's Kiar Kiar War Mansiwar Aro Kianye Shawin. Not Kanye, Kianye. Kanye, probably is what it is. Uh, teeth that might grind into old age must avoid chewing bones. Teeth that must, excuse me, grind into old age must avoid chewing bones. Can't let the little things bother you. Can't get stressed. Um, yeah. Laid back vibes, man. Laid back vibes, time. man. I'd say think more, think long term. Don't sabotage yourself in the short term. You know. Mm. That's good advice. Mm-hmm. Solid. And on that note, this is our last episode. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> My next one for you is Spanish. And it actually, both of mine today are Spanish. And it is, the first one is, Estoy como un sapo de latrina, which means... Oh, I heard bathroom in there. Can you say it again, actually? Estoy como un sapo de latrina. To have something like a bathroom... Uh, I am like I am a like latrine a, frog. 
I am like a latrine, like a bathroom frog. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's you got a really bad sh- sh- poop poops, bad poops. <laughs> opposite of that, I would say you can't well, poop. No, no, okay, no, not the opposite of that at all. Good poops, uh, solid it's, poops. It's, I mean, okay, so if you have solid poops, why do you have solid poops? You have a good diet, eating all your vegetables. Uh, um, here it has more to do with volume. You eat a lot. Or what do we say when we eat a lot? Eat like a pig. We say, I am... Full. Stuffed. Stuffed. There we go. Wait, so what's the what's the literal translation again? I'm like a latrine frog. Or a and that means to be frog. stuffed. Now think about it. If your bathroom is not very cleanly, especially if it's an outhouse, what will you have there? Frogs? Flies. Oh. What do frogs <laughs> oh. eat? Flies. Oh. Brilliant. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. That one lost me for a second, but I like I like I always it. love the little stories behind <laughs> that. They're always really fascinating. I was like, do frogs like to eat bathroom stuff? You never know. Um, my untranslatable, my next one is Lithuanian, as I mentioned. Shout out to them. Uh, and it goes... Šaukštai po pietu. Spoon served after lunch. So is this like it's too late? Time's up. Time's up. Overplow. Yeah. Snap back yeah. to reality. Oh. There goes gravity? Yeah. The, yeah okay. There you go. Nice. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that essentially just means like, hey, I'm already done eating there. Thanks for thinking about the fact that you forgot the spoons. Right. That makes sense. Uh, all right. My last one for you today, Jared, is Spanish. And it is a huevo. Well, that's eggs. Uh, oh, an egg. An egg, yeah. Uh-huh. Like a nut? A nut? Your nuts, a nut, a, te- a testy, no, a testicle. Not a testy, not a testicle. Okay. I mean, they do they do use the term egg. Oh, mi huevos. Uh, <laughs> so this is uh, so. For example, uh, so an example here, Jared, is uh, your boss gives you a raise, a huevo. Like congratulations. Like hell yeah. Oh, oh really? Yeah, apparently. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So it's kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Huevo. Mm-hmm. Huevo. Okay. I like how it sounds though when you say it. <laughs> it does make me want to do the uh the uh Tiger Woods like Right. Um, the fist pump. Mm-hmm. No, I was no, I meant it made me want to go sleep with a lot of strangers. Mm. Um That's fair too. Speaking of uh sleeping with a lot of strangers, let's talk about some of the best jobs in the world <laughs> that allow travel. Mm-hmm. So the first thing that kind of the reason that I actually thought about this job, was or excuse me, thought about this um, t- uh, episode topic, was many months ago. I mentioned to you that IKEA was on the search for um, happiness hunters, as they called it. Um, and what these happiness hunters were is they uh, were two people that were hired uh, to go to Denmark and figure out why why Danish people were so happy from an outsider's perspective. So there was Roy from Chicago. I first didn't like Roy. He seemed a little weird. He grew on me though. Uh, And then there was Yaya from Hong Kong and Roy was unemployed. Yaya was a teacher and uh, uh, Roy was maybe 41 to something like that. Yaya was 29, I believe. And Yaya was uh, lived with her parents which is very common in China, especially uh, in a place like Hong Kong, which is very expensive. Mm-hmm. 
Definitely. And the first thing I noticed that was kind of weird was it seemed like they, I mean, they so they introduced themselves and, you know, all that stuff. And then they went to their their apartment that they were staying at in Denmark. Mm-hmm. They went to Denmark together. How'd the apartment look? I mean, it looked like a, a, Just a, a bunch flat. of connected showrooms of... Um, Ikea furniture. <laughs> okay, fair. But it looked more lived in, a little, a little more lived in. Okay. So, like, it wasn't as stuffy. Like, an, it right. wasn't, like, a nice place. There's like a little bit of soul and character in it. It was small, bit. too. Yeah. Like, it, it was probably, like... I mean, not the size of this room. Not that that, ain't, that means anything to anyone listening to this. But it, it, it was, like... It was a small, like, a small, a pretty small apartment. Would you give it a Klein aber Fine rating? Sure, I'd give it a Klein Abba Fine. Yes. Um, and it was a two-bedroom, and um, they live together. And but these people don't know each other. Roy's from Chicago. Yaya's from Hong Kong. I first I found that kind of weird. They were drinking to, uh, at night every. Uh, I was like, this could be a proper um, little romance. Yeah, this could show. be a proper reality show if you let this go on a little longer, right. boost them up a little more. Right. No kidding. You know, made it interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so um anyway they what they did was uh there were six episodes and it was funny because there were danish subtitles that you couldn't turn off oh, like nice. <laughs> nice. you learned some new danish while you were watching uh no but i didn't notice some similarities between danish and english there are a lot of words i know or maybe german i i should say rather mm-hmm. uh there were there were some words i noticed that i was like oh when i when i see it written that's like kind of like the german word or whatever but i couldn't tell you what they were um so what they did with each episode they they hung out with a different group. And let's see if I can remember this off the top of my head because I don't have it pulled up. I could pull it up quickly if I wanted to. But they, they hung out with... Um, hold on, let me just open it so I get this right because I, I have it right here. So um, they were each episode was about anywhere from five to eight minutes. Mm-hmm. And so the first episode was like an introduction. And so they introduced themselves. Hunting for Danish happiness. And they saw their new apartment. And by the way, they got paid a normal Danish wage for this, whatever that was. And they also got, uh, you know, a free place to, to live in. So I'm considering this a part-time. That's pretty nice. This is a job. Yeah. That's why I'm talking about this. And yep. uh, we definitely could have done a better job than these people. I'm, they were fine, uh-huh. but they're a little too robotic. Okay. Um, Fair enough. Uh, actually, maybe more Yaya than Roy. Um, but, she, but she was cool. She was cool. So anyway introduced them showed them the place they talked a little bit about why they wanted to do this what they wanted to learn and then there was um so what did they learn well then the next episode then each episode after that they went to either a specific person's place Mm -hmm. or like with to hang with a family or a group of people and so the first one was they went to a student's place and this a student that lived on a budget and i found out that students there all get paid five thousand krone a month just if you're oh, a student, nice. and they have access to these cool little small apartment things, and they're kind of like, um, oh, really? cool. you know, what do you call these things? Do you see them at like shipping it shipping looks containers? Like sh- shipping containers, yeah. And so they essentially have a shipping container that's turned into an apartment. And then the next one was uh, this is a mothers club, and so actually, this you know, there's a club of, of newborn babies <laughs> and mothers. Uh, Chad's Cute looking babies. at these babies playing games and Cute. laughing because uh, uh, I was gonna say he has a soul. That's why. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and um, so what they said about this is that um, in Denmark, um, for women specifically, uh, they they have like, a, you know, af- after like six or seven weeks, they have someone that comes to your house to check on you and make sure that everything's copacetic. That did not seem safe. And uh, 
was Jared Singh as they were spinning this baby around in this and like a little like a disc. Yeah, and also they set them up. <laughs> they set. <laughs> I gotta keep going. Again. They set them up. In, no, because I'm gonna. You're gonna, and they set them up in these in these groups. Okay. Uh, so so these groups are like set up kind of through like agencies and whatnot to keep put mothers together. And I thought, oh, that must really help with things like postpartum depression. It oh, also must help uh, socialize the kids. True. It helps um, get keep keep uh, everyone, the kids and the parents active. Yep. Gives them a group to go walking with. Yep. They go walking together and they Friends. go to different. Um, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, you meet new I think people. The Danish are onto some things here, Jared. And then obviously their um, their uh, uh, maternity leave is very good. It's essentially yep. like a year long of of, of mostly like most think, of your full, salary paid. Yeah. And they they were talking about a how years after that too, don't they? Not full salary, but oh maybe I don't know. I, th- I I know Sweden does. And they were talking about how also how um the men, like they they wouldn't be surprised if it would be close for the men because they think that you know families are dynamics are changing and it, and everyone needs that same right so they were talking about how they expect it to come soon this is another family they um i believe they are of um see now i don't want to screw this up and but i believe pakistani descent okay or indian <sighs> So, you know, I, I don't want to sound ignorant, but I really don't remember. I, I, I saw, like, all six of these, like, last night at, like, 10 o'clock. But um, anyway, they uh, it's there's two or three uh, daughters, and then there's the mother. But they're all, all the daughters are from Denmark. The mother essentially grew up in Denmark from a very young age. But they just talked about how um, they like to do activities together and how they how important the family aspect is to them and how they um, they enjoy that Denmark in Denmark they feel very free to you know you know these girls that you see here uh, they're they're Danish grew up in, in Denmark but they feel very attached to their um, home culture and very free to express it and they love to be connected to it even though you know they're they're Danish and they live in Dan- Denmark all their life. And that just they're talking about how important family is. That was kind of the theme of this one. Nice. The next one, this is a, a small family. A uh, a man and his girlfriend and his and the and their daughter live on this uh, sailboat, and oh, they live in very small confines, of course. Uh-huh. But they're talking. He talks about how um, uh, how he he was he was just like trying to look for a way to uh, escape more, and how he he likes the freedom of, it and he kind of takes the joy of. Of living a, essentially a minimalist lifestyle, he lives on a boat, so he enjoys that's crazy getting rid of stuff and not and, and just having the essentials. And he has a kid too, right? And so he also, you know, they all do activities together. So with the big family, they dance together. With the mothers group, they went to like one of these little kids Baby's activities. Classes, yep. With the uh, student, they um, I guess they went bike riding. I don't I don't remember what they did with the student. I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, anyway. And then there was um, this last one was a woman that was a minimalist. I found her on Instagram, and um, her name was Gilda Marie. It's a great name, and um, she enjoys a minimalist lifestyle. She's a vegan. All of her clothes, except for her underwear, are um, are secondhand. I say this just because she made. I looked at her Instagram and she made a point to say that uh, all of her okay. clothes are secondhand and like everything in her house is secondhand essentially or recycled somehow. Uh, like this is them you see putting up. She just found that stick and she screwed it to her wall to make it a uh, hanger uh, mm-hmm. uh, or whatever. And so it was interesting. I thought it was cool. And um, if anything, I think it's great for these two people, Yaya and Roy. You know, are Hong Kong and Chicago are both from big cities. Right. L- l- it, they, I think they. What they really appreciated was these people's um, importance to like escape 
the normal like escape the hustle and bustle and how they made a point to um experience life and prioritize yeah and it was really the, all these people i think at least what i learned i can't tell you what they learned i guess i could if i l- paid closer attention <laughs> but um they all um everyone in this each episode prioritized a different thing some of them the same thing in different ways like the mother's group and and this in this you know the family but one these are both sort of prioritizing families in different ways i would say uh actually they're all kind of prioritizing families in different ways but i think that's that's what i took to be most important i found that very interesting and ikea if you're going to do this again hit us up we have a very successful podcast. We're way more interesting. I'm getting Chad to do things like read books now, even though he already does that. But I'm getting, <laughs> I'm, I'm working on them, people. I know he's the problem. I get it. But please have faith in us. Look how good he is once the, the cameras and mics are turned on. That's what really matters. It's true. We shine, Ikea. That is true. And I could use a new end table. My one in my, in my room keeps scratching me whenever I reach for it. It's really... And I got it from Target, by the way. F Target, right? I know. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about some other jobs. Because that's a part-time me, job. That's not really you, a long-time let me ask job. You, Jared, do you think you would be happy living and working in Denmark? Well, that's another thing that they mentioned is that, you know, obviously it's known that they pay a lot more in taxes than we do. Mm-hmm. But what Roy made a point to mention was he feels like he they he can really see where that money is going mm. so um he, he enjoys seeing the use of the money he enjoys sure um so um i mean if i could have the job i wanted i i i, I mean yeah you, yeah say so you get hired for the job you want then yeah then. sure sure mm-hmm. i think i could okay. i think i could I, I yeah, I would I like to live abroad cool. at some point. And Europe is a nice, easy place to go to for an American like me. It's a sort of a softer adjustment than say, like when you move to China or for when, like when you go to Singapore soon. Right. That's right. those are bigger adjustments culturally. I would say. Uh, yeah, yeah I think I would. Is quite a bit different. But yeah, I do think definitely. the the financial input would be a hard hard uh thing to do like because it is like a sort of a, ta- a big a, it is you do have to pay more taxes yeah. i think that would be hard to get used to true um but i do like the idea of also they bike more they're more active that's another thing they mentioned i already missed that and i've only been back here for a week did you bike a lot when you were in china walking oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. around not by using a car yes mm-hmm. yeah i mean even when i lived in philly I used my car to go to and from work, but other than that, I, I mean, in, in piano lessons, which was during the week, it, but other than that, I, I, I really never used it. I loved the freedom of just having it sit there all weekend and never having to, to drive. It's nice. Um, when, and, and, it, and it added so much more freedom to your life, not having that responsibility. So, true, true, so true. Um, yeah, I, 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 I could... I, li- I, I could... I like cars, you know, I'm a car person, but I could definitely live a life where I didn't rely on my car daily but i would still like to have one you know mm-hmm. and then maybe i could have something a little more fun a little less practical because i don't really need to rely on it for my daily lifestyle right. but i still want it for whatever uh all right let's talk about some other jobs now i did research and all this stuff but then i also just perused the weird parts of my brain for some mm-hmm. jobs that i That's thought always fun i would want oh nice okay cool if i um if i if or, or jobs either I would want or jobs that I've just thought of. I th- jobs that I thought of. Jobs that I would want. Let's start with that. Air marshal. Oh, that would be cool. Now, that seems like a cool... All such a, a little dangerous. It is dangerous. Well, how, how is it really much more dangerous than being a normal... Att- like normal 
person on a flight. Because, because I, I, you're responsible as the air marshal. Sure, sure, yes. You're going to fight some bad guys, Jared? And I guess maybe they, they do Go seek out... Maybe, I'm sure they have like de- data to sort of seek out the higher likelihood flights. Probably. That's, they're not just randomly picking flights. Like They have data where Is they can be like... Is there an air marshal on every flight? No, I, I doubt it. I mean, okay. listen, I don't know. But right. I have no idea. <laughs> I highly doubt it. There's no way there's enough air marshals... Right. To like, there's that that math doesn't add up to me. I couldn't imagine that. Um, but um, that seems like a fun job, and it seems it, like it's always sort of like in movies. It's sort of like a mythical job, or like, a, or it's like, True. ooh, the air marshal is that guy. That guy looks sort of shady, or that girl, that woman looks like she can fight. Right? Oh, is that the air marshal? <laughs> so like that, that sort of that that job always seems like fun. Do you have any jobs that you could think of? Feel free to uh, inject because I have a Teacher. couple more. Yeah, of course. Teacher. Sure. What specifically? What form of teaching would you like to be having? You like, like, what would be sort of your your ideal teaching job to pull you away from the United States? At a university. Okay. Not a ton of hours. <laughs> Good students. That's whatever Chad wants to do. That's going to be top of the list. Don't make me work too hard. <laughs> it's not too hard. It's too much. Too much. Okay, that's hard. fair. That's different. Yeah. In those hours that you you're working, you can be working hard. That's right. You better believe it. I don't know. I think teaching is a, is a good option for a lot of people. Uh, and if you are a listener who is a native English speaker, there are a lot of opportunities in many different countries, either to go as a volunteer where they pay for room and board or to go and work. Mm-hmm. Sure. Good way to get some work experience, mm-hmm. travel a little bit. Um, so kind of your Chinese job was an ideal job is what you're saying. Oh, I loved it. Yeah. Because then with that, you could also incorporate the speech giving part too, mm-hmm. which was you know, a different aspect to just teaching by itself. Right. Uh, all right. I have another one. An ambassador. Oh, now, that sounds cool dope. One. When yeah, I imagine yeah. ambassadors... This, the title alone. Yeah. I mean, the title, you have like that... Uh, what is it? Like a... like a Is it an armband that they have? Like a, like you're a captain of a soccer team? I have no idea. It's like idea. that green armband or something? It's probably just a badge. Probably like a swipe card. <laughs> That's even better. A swipe card. That's so boring. That's, that's probably <laughs> just what like, it is, though. Just a key card. Right. <laughs> Uh, armband what what do you um well like a foreign ambassador but but uh, you have like those like a diplomat slash ambassador yes yes what's the difference between a diplomat and ambassador uh i think diplomats work under the ambassador i mean the ambassador is also a diplomat but i think there's different and then i also imagine i mean you know the theory with um with with the ambassadors and the diplomats Mm -hmm. is that they're above the law right well, you have diplomatic immunity. Yes. 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 See, you know what? I just pulled a foreign ambassador. Let me read this. An ambassador is the ranking government representative stationed in a foreign capital. The host country typically allows the ambassador control of specific territory called an embassy. So that's like the area that's technically, you know, if you're in China at the U.S. embassy, you're technically in the United States, even though you're in the middle of China. Right. Whose territory staff and vehicles are generally afforded diplomatic immunity in the host uh, country. So what I imagine... Here's the question, though. Host country. So does that mean if they break any laws that are... Breaking American laws, can they get in any trouble? Well, that's up to the Americans. Would the Americans do anything about it, though? I don't know, maybe? I mean, I guess it depends. If you're just uh, killing people in the streets, <laughs> I would hope someone would do something about it. I would think so. <laughs> you never know. But that is sort of like the myth about them. Is like they could kill someone, and like if it's, you know, it's fine. 
And also, I, the the myth is just that they're driving down the freeway at like 145 miles per hour exactly. wherever they're going for no reason. <laughs> and then also the, the the thing is they get paid a, a good a very good yep. salary. Yep. And when they're in these embassies, living in these embassies, they don't have to pay for anything. So all the like they, like they, they the well, food yeah, their food gets give like their food gets taken care of yep. their housing obviously right. they're not paying for a car they're just given a car or a driver in some cases depending right. on maybe how dangerous it is sure um, and so you're just collecting a paycheck that just goes to your bank account and you don't have to pay for bills yep theoretically right. you know these people but probably have of, houses and stuff exactly other places and States, right and they're paying off debts and right. and bribes and stuff so. <laughs> <laughs> so the the thing about an ambassador or uh, a foreign service officer jared is at least uh for our american listeners out there the way that you would what you would do in order to become this would be you have to take the uh foreign service exam Mm-hmm. Which is pretty difficult. Sure. Uh, then you have to do an interview process um, with the president. Not with the president. He's okay. a little busy um, playing well, golf. Yeah, twi- uh, Yeah, his Twitter. Tweeting. He's got tweets but, uh, to respond to. Right. Um, or block. <laughs> you know. But uh, yeah. And so, anyways, that's that's the way you have to do with those. You you take the foreign service exam. You have, I think, one or two, maybe two rounds of interviews. Oh, there you go. You got it right there. Register uh, for the foreign service exam. Take it qualify for the evaluation panel take the oral assessment clearance medical security you know um i'm sure that's where they give you all like the drug tests and security clearance and background checks and all that stuff suitability review panel so i guess that's probably um a suitability review panel will examine your uh completed file to determine your suitability so after you've done all that stuff then then it's they essentially are are considering whether they're going to hire you yep. or not. Yep. So you have to do all that just to be considered to get hired. Correct. It's and then once you get hired, you register, obviously. Yep. Um, yeah, of course it's going to be hard because it's probably a very... I mean, p- idiots like me uh, hear it and <laughs> think you're just running around like driving down on a Ferrari going 140, <laughs> smoking a blunt uh, <laughs> with a gold-plated AK-47. Like, you know, it's just like you just have like these sort of stupid views of what um, a, diplomat is. a diplomat is. You just think they're right. free and like yeah. they're just free to do whatever they want in these foreign countries. Um, it's stupid. But anyway, it does still sound, even though I, I'm sh- obviously there's work involved, it seems like kind of a dangerous job. Obviously, depending Could on where you, are, where you are, the more, yeah. more sure. dangerous it is. But also, it does seem like a very like tough job in the sense where, like, you know, obviously you kind of do have that ability to, you know, drive down the freeway at 140, but you are also, the point of the job is to represent your home country. So like, it is sort of like, so don't actually do what Jared was saying. (laughs) I mean, they don't need to, no ambassadors listen to this. Like, Oh, I can't drive down the freeway at 140. Uh, It's like, it is seems like a very difficult job and you're always being watched kind of thing. Um, Do you have other jobs you could think of? Oh yeah. I've, I've quite a few. One that that's a broad job is any type of freelancer. Yeah. I think if you do anything online or any freelance sure. work, um, in theory, as long as you have stable internet connection, you can do that anywhere. Yeah. People say that. Like, like there are a lot of people, but th- that that almost might be tougher than becoming an ambassador. And I'm going to be honest. <laughs> to me, that sounds like a whole lot of work. Like that, you, do you have to... You know, be that, a freelancer. Yeah. I mean... Especially if you're like really grinding, grinding, right. like right. like maybe you get to a point like, you know, there are good free or not good. It's not about good or bad. There are more well-known freelancers that, you mm-hmm. know, have established outlets that they can rely on at this point. Sure. But like that's such a small 
portion of these people. And now maybe I guess freelance could even get now turn into like these YouTube people. Like my uh, my girlfriend watches a few different. Like, uh, excuse me, I keep rubbing your leg. Does it make you uncomfortable? No, it's all good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> My girlfriend watches like a bunch, like a few different like YouTubers that travel for their job, essentially. Yep. And there's, a, um, there's quite a few of them on YouTube. And yeah, yeah. And but the one she watches have, you know, probably the lowest subscribers is probably like six hundred thousand. You know. Right. Like, like it's like it, it, t- it still takes like is a series. Is that enough to make a living off of YouTube? Six hundred thousand subscribers. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, <laughs> we don't make enough. We don't have enough of anything on YouTube to for me to know enough about it. But um, <laughs> that's fair. I, it depends on one subscribers is is the biggest thing, but then views obviously on top right, of that. True. So so um, there are different layers to it. But um, uh, you can make you can you and I can make a living and have an apartment like in Metro Detroit probably with six hundred thousand oh, wow. subscribers. Sure. Yeah. Interesting. I I, I watch some people that are probably around there that that's their main job for like in the car space because that's what I, I watch right um okay now the one last thing though too about freelancing is it seems to me what i've noticed is a lot of people who do freelancing tend to live in countries with a very low cost of living yeah um so it offsets you know if yeah you, if you're a freelancer um and you don't have uh you need some help there no. uh you if you're a freelancer and you don't have a ton of upfront costs uh, you can do a lot of traveling on the cheap and uh, do pretty well for yourself. And you can find, uh, especially for for our standards, uh, like pretty nice places for oh, for, for pretty sure. cheap if you're in places that are already considered low cost. Twenty dollars a night in Bali. Oh right, that's a perfect Bali's example. Bali's a great place. Vietnam. Yeah. Is another popular. twenty dollars a day. That yeah, that's people spend more than than that on for food here. Uh, another one I have uh, working on a cruise ship. I wouldn't do it. No, especially not wouldn't now. Do it. Yep. Wouldn't do it. <laughs> now, c- cruise ships are always in the news, even not during a virus outbreak. Right. Cruise ships are always in the news for some bullshit. It seems like a very soul-sucking life, yep. unless you're Easy the one driving. Sick. Unless you're the one driving the thing. So you would want to be the captain. That's the only way you would travel. I don't even think ship. I really want that to be my job. No. To be honest with you. In-house podcaster. In-house podcaster. Uh huh. Why would I need to be on a cruise ship then? Because it's the cruise ship pod, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I guess we could still do it. We could do it live too. Maybe they hire us to do it live, and like we we like this episode of Untranslatable Podcast brought to you by Carnival Cruises. <laughs> Book uh, you and your family on a four night uh, getaway to Barbados for s- starting as low as fifteen hundred dollars. Now, Untranslatables. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> we're not getting paid, but look, listen to how good that sounded. Um, it sounds like a very soul-sucking job. Um, the rooms are small. Yep. Uh, people on cruise ships are unbearable. You uh, people, uh, cruise ship people suck. You know. <laughs> Have you um, ever actually been on a cruise? Uh, yeah, I went on a Disney cruise as a kid when not I was a fan. Uh, it was fine. I, I'm not good at making friends too, so I'm not. I'm not great at that stuff. My sister was was better at it, but she had like friends within like a day or two, and I was kind of just like, you know, you know me. It's 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 always been the same. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I like to use a friend there, Jared, but I feel you. What do you think of now? This is a little different aspect of I would say traveling for okay. for a job, but a tour guide. You know, I met an American in Munich a few summers ago. That was a tour guide, and that's what he did for a living. That's how he lived in Munich. Mm. So I think if you're in a super cool place, I mean, why not? You know, sure. For a year, two years. Might be pretty awesome. I'd be okay being like a 
tour guide in Vienna or something. Could you get a vibe on how well he was doing? Size him I, up. I, was he wearing a Rolex? I, I didn't size him <laughs> up, but uh, but he did go to a uh, Stammtisch. He had like a... What's that? It's like where you always go to drink beer at a really nice brewery right downtown in Munich. Okay. So he was, living, he was living an so all right like lifestyle. Doing okay, yeah. But, it, but, but tour guide, at least to me, unless you're a freelancer, mm-hmm. like when I went to Toronto... I I had a great tour from this guy that booked through. How much do you think that guy gets paid per tour, the guy in Toronto? I'm trying to remember how much we paid. I I don't remember because my my girlfriend is the one that actually booked it. I'd have to pull it up. Are you saying you got a sugar mama, Jared? But let's say say we paid him. uh, (laughs) Yeah. uh, Let's let's say I wish. Let's say uh, that's what I... Anyway, let's say (laughs) we paid him 40 to 50 bucks. There were... Uh, d- uh, seven, say, ten of us. Ten, Let's say there were ten yeah, of us. Ten. Easy math. So that's five hundred bucks. <laughs> One, two plus two makes four. <laughs> uh, so let's say five hundred bucks. Yeah. And that was about two hours. And I think he does maybe three of those a day. Yeah, I think you're doing pretty. And, good. and let's say let's say he does four of those a week. Yeah. Or right. four days a week. Excuse me. Whew, you're doing it's pretty, pretty good, good money. Yourself. But yeah, you have to be consistent. The season. Exactly. That's what yeah. I say. You have to be consistent with it. Season, right. Um, and, you, and and he's probably like like he probably I don't know how because he, he he did have a normal job before this. Like he he talked clearly. He had like a job in an office in a cubicle at some mm-hmm. point, and so I don't know how he managed to get to a point where he could make it. Like you know, obviously I'm sure he has savings too from his right. previous jobs, but I, I don't. Yeah, so I don't know the finances a lot of it on, on that job too. I was like, hey, bro, yeah, come yeah. on, how much you making? But yeah, so it seems like there also is the uh, option to travel, and I guess there really is the option to travel. If say if you're Japanese, Korean, Chinese, or something like that, uh, maybe there's a big market for you in a huge in maybe Paris or Rome or mm-hmm. or maybe some giant tourist attraction or Los Angeles, New York, because they need. Uh, speakers of of popular languages right. uh, that are like popular tourists coming in. Oh, so maybe it is easy easier for them to fly in good English speakers from China, for example, rather than trying to find those people there for if if, mm-hmm. if it's if it's a company from that country sure. or something. I have a couple more. Let's hear them. Um, au pair. Do you know what an au pair? Is? Hey, don't I look do. at my list. I do. I'm, I've been. Don't your look. List don't look. Don't look. Okay. Yeah, no, an au pair is just like a it's like a living babysitter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't really like the idea of babysitting kids or being responsible for kids. I can't picture you or me really doing that job. Uh, I've had an au pair before as a kid. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Okay. That doesn't surprise me. Um, well, I have, and it was nice. Where was your? Were you trying from? to say? Huh, excuse me. <laughs> where, where was your up here from? Um, I've had a couple, all right, uh, and uh, mostly South Africa. Oh, cool! Mm-hmm. Okay. I've had, yeah, I had two from South Africa, and they, and they were for, and, and one of them, or two of them actually, both of them, like I think, left the au pair program and just like kind of you know stayed with us and used us as sort of their way to stay in the U.S. But oh, then like, okay. yeah, so, um, and that was cool. Um, <laughs> and, and, and if 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 you are good with kids, and it seems like they probably take more women than men. Yep. Probably seems, just seems for like the that. nature of 
bringing you a stranger adult into your home. Yeah, Prob- probably. Statistically speaking, you're safer off bringing a woman than oh, a man into sure. your home. 100%. 100%. <laughs> um, so um, if you're good with kids and you know that it, 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 it seems like a legitimate good way to like get – Get yourself uh, and a lot of a, a lot of uh, a few of uh, the the au pairs that I, I knew. Not only the ones that I had, but but you know there were groups, so they they mm-hmm. knew each other sure. and, and, and you know in the community. Mm-hmm. A few of them used it as ways to also get uh, college educations too. Yeah, sure. Um, so like both uh, uh, both of the ones that I'm talking about uh, were taking classes at a. Um, community college during the day like while i was at school oh nice they had free time that's and smart. stuff that's really smart uh i have a couple more good uh sugar baby how do you feel about being a sugar baby why not sure sugar baby for those non-native english speaker listeners out there would be someone who has a sugar mama or sugar daddy mm-hmm. to take care of them aka pay for all of their stuff and spoil them yeah, and all of those great things. Uh, yeah, I'd be cool with it. It's a great way to travel. Mm-hmm. It's a. Gr- um, it's also a great way to. Uh, I'm just gonna scroll through these and l- let me know if any catch your attention. Oh, hmm, teaching English online. <laughs> so the funny thing is, Jerry, I didn't even plan that. I've but been, that's tr- I've been looking what for came up. online English teaching jobs. We'll do an episode about that at some point too. We'll I'm sure we will, everything. Chad. Yes. When you end up in Thailand, finally we'll get to that's talk right, about exactly. it. Exactly. But I made sure, Jared, to make it a point when I was applying for places. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were a few that I applied to, and I was not aware at the time that they only allow their employees to be inside the U.S. Um, to teach online. So there, so you have to be careful when you apply for English teaching companies online because some of them only will allow you to be inside the U.S. while you teach. Others, as long as you... What difference does it make? Uh, I'm not sure. There's probably some law or oh, like tax related things yeah. probably yeah. whereas yeah. yeah if you're outside of the u.s uh they probably have to distribute the funds differently I would right imagine. that makes okay uh, yeah if i think yeah that kind of makes but, sense yeah. but online english teaching is good i would say too is is look into other types of online teaching i think a lot of people only consider language teaching which yes there's a large market for it mm-hmm. but there's all sorts of other you know online teaching gigs that you can probably do if you have any skill that's marketable um, you know, you could easily do that. And there are a lot of websites like Skillshare and Udemy where you can upload your own classes and you get paid there. So, okay. And hmm. you can do that while traveling as well. Bartending, I guess. Yeah, you can do that anywhere. But that's also tough to make like a sustainable yep. thing. Well, and I think depending on the job too, you have to be careful of what the work visa and all the different visa requirements are of different places. That's the nice thing about being a digital freelancer is you don't need a work visa, I don't think. I'm not I'm not a, a lawyer here, people. But I'm pretty sure you don't need um, any type of work visa if you are um, doing online freelance work. Okay. Massage therapist? Nope, couldn't do it. Oh, you definitely cannot design a website. Nope. Uh, I've seen you behind a computer. <laughs> uh, we mentioned nothing to do with working on a cruise ship. I don't want to be on water I, for my know, job. The funny thing I want to be on land, solid land. The funny thing is, is before I started grad school, I actually thought about maybe auditioning for a couple jazz bands on a few different cruise ships and playing guitar on a cruise ship. Fun fact. Wow. Yep. How do you, I feel like that would drive you crazy. I it think, would be fun for the first the first tour, the first leg. Yep, the first. I think the first one would be okay. Get some free shrimp. That. You're like, all right, I've had enough shrimp, right, <laughs> for right. a lifetime, and I want to punch a tourist in the face. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, 
a lot of it is uh, like just r- freelance stuff, you know. Yeah, and I that's think the big one. If you like au pairs there too. Oh, flight attendant. How do we yeah. not think of flight attendant? That's a big one. Would you be a flight attendant? Could you see yourself as a flight attendant? I think so. I think I'd actually be a decent flight attendant. I think I I, mean, I, I could see that. I, I don't think I could. I'm I'm not a patient person. You'd wear your headphones the whole time you're working as a flight attendant. I, People would be like, "Sir, yeah, sir," and you'd be like. Pointing at your headphones. I, 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 yeah. Sometimes I see like dudes like flirting with the flight attendants on the airplane too, like in the first class. That's he, not you. I'm not in first class. That's I just peek. Uh, but like, <laughs> <laughs> and you see him like talking uh, like the whole time or standing up there. Have you seen the people that stand up Mm-mm. like in the sort of you know the while flight attendant area trying to flirt with the flight attendants or oh, just no? Yeah, I'm saying like uh, a passenger will be mm. sitting talk, there talking to the person. I was like, I have a, I, like I don't know what's happening in this conversation, but I there's like a 90 percent chance that this person's okay, purposely pr- perfectly okay with this conversation right. not happening. Another big one too, Jared is um, oh, I had it and I lost it. Um, can you scroll up? Did you get it from one, my list? One of the ones, uh, travel agent. Okay, wait. wait. Foreign sa- when service. When I saw foreign service, it made hold up. Let me give me. Oh no, no, leave it. Leave it there. Give me a minute here. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh yeah, volunteer. Another another big way to travel. It's a great now, way to make not, money. Not, well, not really a good way to make money, but a good way to travel. Yeah. Uh, I actually thought about there's a, a program in Spain and in France, and I was actually thinking about applying. I'm not going to now, but I was thinking of applying to it when I got back here because hmm. you can go there for, I think it's like three weeks or six weeks, depending, uh, and you have to pay for your flight, but they pay for your food and room and board. Um, uh, well, that's not bad. Yeah, you, you, yeah that's not bad. And, and and then your uh what what's the volunteer act that you're doing? You uh, uh that one's an English teaching one, but there are all oh, okay. sorts of different volunteer opportunities. To like uh, like underprivileged whatever's what some <laughs> some that was a bad way to put it. That was a very some, bad way to put some, it. I mean like I I mean whatever's but it's like some sort of underprivileged group. Probably I okay. would assume so. Yeah. The reason I said whatever is because I almost said community, then I almost said group, and I just stumbled over my words. Community. I'm sorry to all the underprivileged whatevers out there. <laughs> um, so yeah, musician. There you go. Street, Street performer. performer. I wouldn't tough. wouldn't rely on that that's, for yeah, uh, for a tough. job. List your place on Airbnb if you have a place. If you already own a place, I guess yeah. that might be a good way to leave your place and have mm-hmm. steady income. Oh, absolutely. Um, that looks like one of my friends. Um, seasonal travel, yeah, seasonal travel jobs too. Internet poker, gambling, yeah, not, or not super sustainable. Stock market, today. stock market could be. Peace Corps, NGO. That's almost volunteering, like because yeah. you don't make that really right. that much money at right. all. So yeah, that's yeah, all. That's all I got. Mostly freelance. And then stuff. vlogging, YouTubing. That's really probably the biggest. We that deserves us talking about. We should actually do an episode about that. Sure. I mean, people... I mean, it'd be nice to get on some actual travel bloggers. From what I've... Uh, that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. From what I've heard, um, uh, like, you know, uh, you know, I hear, like, on podcasts and stuff, people that are parents, you know, one of the most popular jobs they hear kids talking about that they want to do YouTuber. is be a YouTuber. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't surprise me. I mean, I get it. They have so much fun. They they make a, what seems like a lot of money. I mean, like right. the popular ones do. Right. You know, uh, uh, Josh Peck from Drake and Josh, the uh, the one that started off as the quote unquote chubby one, uh-huh. but he's no longer. The, he's in. He's like he's any, slimmed any, down. Anyways. he's a uh, YouTuber now. Is he? And he's got right. a pretty big channel. Nice. And he's hanging out with all the popular YouTubers. Nice. So like that that is like the the new lane, and it's really taking over. Um, 
TV, just, just that entire lane. Oh, and so it allows you, whether you're a traveler or a lot, it allows you to work on your own schedule and mm-hmm. wherever you want. And um, yeah, we'd be we we yeah we'd be lying to you if we said that we didn't have some similar thoughts on this podcast one day in the in the far far future. That'd be great, Absolutely. to disconnect from all these corporate people telling us what to do and we tell ourselves what to do actually what it would probably just turn into is me ch- telling chad what to do <laughs> but i'm ready for that i'm ready for that responsibility <laughs> speaking of youtube though jared <clears throat> uh you know what else you can find on youtube some great music chad that's what you, you can find on youtube it. you betcha and uh today our song is called santiago by i believe it's new and afrobeats mm-hmm. and it is a uh quite a jam uh it's got it, it's it's a slow burn Starts out with it's a twelve minute song, I believe. Uh, it's a thirteen minute song. Oh, you played me this song. Obviously, I listened to it. When I see it, I know this group. Oh, yes. Okay. There's a. This is a. This is, it's a group of like, like a solid what, uh, twelve, thirteen people. I think so yeah. And so it's not even. You probably can't even really pinpoint where they're. It's well, they started in Chile, Chile apparently. Mm-hmm. But you you know there's probably it's probably a multicultural national group in itself. Oh, definitely. So yeah, they're just like a, a sort of a multinational cultural jam band, I would say. Yeah, and the song is 12 minutes long or 13. As a 13, yeah. It's it's great. <laughs> Chad was playing it for me and I was like, "Oh, okay. So I've been listening to the same I don't know, like a Morocco for the past two minutes is what's else is coming in this but song? But then it keeps growing and yeah, growing and growing. It does. It does. Uh, it's it really does. a great song. I was just being impatient. That's all it really was. <laughs> you definitely can't be impatient with this song. No, uh, you gotta sit back, enjoy it, uh, make some space so you can dance. Mm-hmm. It's got some good beats. Yeah. Did you find yourself dancing here in Azul Moose Studios by yourself? Oh, you better believe it. Yeah, you liar. Better believe it. <laughs> I mean, does 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 bobbing your head while you're playing FIFA count? Because I would so, say so. I was definitely getting my groove. I would say so. Yeah, I think that counts. Um, I like the song, and we'll actually we should jam out to it after. Mm-hmm. You know. Um. Uh, uh. But yeah, I liked it. I Chad. Mm-hmm. No longer coming with the Italian words of the pod, no matter what, what happens. Why is that, Jared? No matter what happens with my European trip that I so am looking forward to, doesn't seem like um, Italy's on the on the charts. They uh, they've been having some serious issues with coronavirus there. Also, the Geneva Auto Show, one of the big bigger not I'm not gonna say the biggest, one of the bigger European auto shows, canceled. Oh wow! Because um, it's Geneva's close to uh, Milan, Venice area, which is like right. you know Geneva, North Italy, yeah. and that's where um, you know the sort of the epicenter of coronavirus in Europe is right now. And so I think I believe Geneva has some sort of or that area of Switzerland in general has some sort of rules in place for now, saying that you can't have gatherings bigger than a certain size. Right. And so, uh, safe than sorry. Yeah, but have you seen what's been happening to the uh, to the stock market? Oh yeah, it's anyway been hit hard. So um, my parents, right before we started recording this episode, my parents called. How rude! And um, <laughs> I was telling them how I'm a little nervous for our European trip. They had no sort of concern about like they're like, oh yeah, no, you can't go to Italy. But they had they're also going to Paris at the end of of May. Luckily, not at the same time as us. And they had no concern whatsoever about their trip. It didn't seem like it in the couple of the minutes I talked call, to yeah. them. Uh, they're like, oh, yeah, no, we'll give you some recommendations on some good places to go. No, you can't go to Italy anymore. But, yeah, for sure, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. So I think I'll be I mean, fine. France isn't that far from Italy, though. Well, that's true. And that that is leads us to my French phrase of the pod because um, 
I still have a French phrase on the pod, but I'm still a little nervous. S'il vous plaît, ne pas éteindre dans ma soupe. Something about a soup? Yeah, let me do, give it to you one more time. I saw I saw like Keenan from all that <laughs> when he used to remember that <laughs> when he was in the bathtub. <laughs> that means don't. Uh, anyway, uh, s'il vous plaît, ne pas éteindre dans ma soupe. Please don't sneeze in my soup. Oh, that's a good phrase to have. Mm-hmm. For sure. Mm-hmm. You need to, and you need to learn how to like just be like, don't sneeze in my soup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I need to. I need to speed it up a little yeah. bit. I realize that Definitely. by the time I said it, they could have knocked I'll off sneeze four two sneezes or three times. Yeah, in your soup for sure. Ah, shit. For sure. Still good though. You know, these right. French, they know how to make soup. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I still am very prepared to go to Europe. I still plan on it, but. Hey, you got to be precautious. Yep. Take your p- proper precautions. Definitely. Please don't sneeze in my suit. That's fair. I don't blame you, Jared. Uh, yeah, so just to recap today's episode, I think that the major trend right now with traveling and working abroad is definitely freelancing. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, also, mm-hmm. the side hustle is big these days, That's too. That's true. And so not even ha- l- less having one job where you go to your office every day, more having two or three gigs maybe one gig goes in another gig comes out you know right. like sort of rotating gigs the gig sure. economy yep that's what they say that didn't come from nowhere some some those words right there i made that up myself everyone <laughs> the gig economy but uh, i'm gonna trademark that yeah i think freelancing is a good one teaching can also be a good one sure uh, i would highly recommend it it's worked for you so far yep i've really enjoyed it hopefully come august or september uh i'll be teaching elsewhere still haven't gotten the news yet so no reveals so be patient people um but it's wah, for good reason. Um, but yeah teaching abroad is another good one um let's see au pair if, you, if you're pair. okay with kids yep air marshal if apparently air marshals have some of the highest gun uh proficiency out of all like sort so of make sure uh, you you're a good shot <laughs> i mean you're on an sure. airplane right talk about a no crucial kidding. shot no kidding. Yeah. <laughs> also a tour guide as well would be a good one you better um, mean it right there are a lot of really good ambassador options. if you're a good test taker true and a good people person. And if you're good at driving fast uh, where you're not supposed <laughs> to be. <laughs> um, but yeah, so check those out. If there are any jobs that you know of that uh, are useful for travel, please let us know at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. If you want to check you out our pictures of me working abroad as a teacher, uh, check out our Instagram, untranslatablepodcast. Also, our Twitter, untranslatable1, the number one. Slide into Jared's DMs. Um, yeah, he'll send you a nice little roast message. No, I don't know what he'll do. But uh, anyways, check out our Twitter. And lastly, please five star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. Let us know how we can make this podcast better for you. So as we say here at the Untranslatable Podcast, Yakuyame, muchas gracias, and chisha. <laughs>